0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Jason Rancho on AM 770 KTTH, streaming on the KTTH smartphone app. One sheriff in Washington is putting criminals on notice. You will be pursued when you don't think you will be. That is what's trending. What's trending? Crime. There has been a very clear and obvious surge in stolen vehicles that end up getting used by criminals to drive through various storefronts. We've seen, in particular, pot shops get hit, but they also hit drug stores, grocery stores, convenience stores of all kinds, all across Washington state. These folks drive through the storefronts, They get out, steal whatever it is they can steal, including, by the way, ATMs. Then they leave in another vehicle, usually in another vehicle. And it's been happening over and over and over and over again. It happened early this morning in Linwood. We'll get into that later. I imagine that tomorrow at this time, I will have said at some point during today's show, there was another incident in which a car was driven through a storefront. And because it's a nonviolent crime, under state law, under the vehicular pursuit ban, police can't chase. Law enforcement hands are tied. They can just they don't even have to speed away. They can just drive off at a leisurely pace. That's it. And even though we often hear as an excuse or a justification For this ban that it's just property damage. You have insurance, don't you? It's not worth a lost life because every single time an officer goes on a pursuit, he or she runs over multiple people all the time. It it happens sometimes and it's tragic. It doesn't often happen, thankfully. And oftentimes the person who is most at risk is the dude or the lady that's being chased, which is why they probably shouldn't drive off. And officers will tell you that pursuits are, in fact, dangerous, which is why they rely on a couple things. They rely on their training, and they rely on just general situational awareness. Oh, it's 5 o'clock on a Tuesday, and there's a ton of people on the road. I'm not going to pursue. doesn't make sense. Or... Hey, it's 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. No one's on the road. We're in unincorporated Snohomish County. I'm going to go ahead and go after this person. Democrats want you to think that this isn't all that big of a deal. It's just property damage, except that could quite literally and figuratively destroy businesses. And so Thurston County Sheriff Derek Sanders is saying to himself, after seeing yet another incident yesterday where a car was driven through a storefront, He said, you know what? I'm not okay with not being able to pursue. Enough is enough. So we put these criminals on notice.
1: What we are doing here at the sheriff's office after having conversations with my executive staff, prosecuting attorney's office, we are now interpreting these as burglary first degree, which is burglary while armed with a deadly weapon. The deadly weapon, of course, being the vehicle. That is how we are going to interpret this uh, moving forward. We just sent an email out to all of our staff, updating them of our new interpretation of this RCW and how we intend to apply it moving forward. And I hope you guys will share this message for me about how we're applying it moving forward. Because what it means is that if you come to Thurston County and you decide that you're going to do tens of thousands of dollars to one of our businesses in damage, you're going to smash that stolen car, and you're going to hop in your buddy's stolen car and flee from the scene, we're now going to chase you.
0: Now, if the building is empty at the time, you might say to yourself, well, could you really make the argument that it's a deadly weapon? Well, according to the actual RCW, it doesn't have to have people inside at the time. However, however, I do think that will eventually come up as an issue. And if that's the case, if someone says, a judge says, hey, you know, this arrest was improper based on the law that we have on the books with the vehicular pursuit. Your reading of the burglary one felony count is incorrect. If that's the case, what ends up happening is, yeah, some criminals might get off. They might miss out on a jail sentence. But here are two truths. Number one, they almost certainly wouldn't have received any jail sentence anyway. And number two, The message here about this policy shift could end up changing behavior. At the very least, something like this might prevent a criminal from driving a car through a storefront and instead breaking in the old fashioned way through a window, break a window, hop in or pry open the door. Because if that person is going to commit that crime, there's not a single business owner out there who would say, I would prefer you drive your car through the storefront, unless the guy was already looking to get out of the business, and this was a good excuse. But again, 99% of the time, they would rather, if it's 100% going to happen, they want you to go the route with the least damage. We spoke to a business person this week who basically said, hey, if you're going to rob me, rather than just break my window or my patio door, here's my number. Just call me. I'll give you the cash. I'll give you cash that I otherwise would have at that store because all you're doing is costing me money And obviously when you're driving a car Through a storefront You are costing tens of thousands of dollars In damage And Derek Sanders said You know what I'm going to get aggressive I'm not going to be okay with this anymore We're going to pursue you under every available means
1: Within the constraints of the law And so moving forward If you flee we'll chase you We'll conduct a pit maneuver We'll use a tactical vehicle intervention To pin your car in If you flee on foot, we'll chase you on foot then, too. Bring a dog. If we lose you in the foot chase, then we will send the dog after you. And we are going to be relentless in our efforts to capture
0: you. We cannot, as a
1: community, tolerate the destruction of these businesses so that the people can get inside and steal, you know, $2,000 worth of merchandise.
0: This is exactly how you police. That's how you need to police in Washington State. This is how you need to treat criminals aggressively don't make excuses don't say hey you know we don't spend enough on inner city youth programs so you know these kids they have nothing else to do no we don't word police and say i'm not going to use the term gang because somebody you know it's politically incorrect you got to get aggressive and this is precisely what needs to happen not just in thurston county but all across washington state and the good news is that we have, with the exception of King County, some amazing sheriffs who do not have to worry about the politics of either the executive or the council that appoints them, right? When we're talking about King County, we took away that right. Thank you, Seattle. When we talk about any police chief, that person is hired by the mayor and approved by the council. So they're always in the back of their head. They're always going to be wondering about how whatever it is they want to do would be perceived politically. And oftentimes when you get drama within a police department, it's because of that connection. But the sheriffs who only have to appeal to you, the voter, they get to do things like this. And again, I don't know what will be the consequence of this legally or otherwise. I have no idea. But it is something. It is something in a state where we do a whole lot of nothing when it comes to criminals. We just give them a pass. And the few times where officers are able to make an arrest and you finally get a prosecutor who might be willing to charge, then, of course, they get in front of a judge who doesn't want to do their job. The Pierce County Sheriff's Department put out a story moments ago, and I'm going to have video from this story for tomorrow. But you had on Monday afternoon... An undercover deputy spotting what the deputy thought was a stolen Kia. It was in a parking lot at some grocery store, and the reason why the deputy thought this was stolen had a broken window. Usually a red flag, particularly when it's a Kia or a Hyundai, or Hyundai. What did we say it was? Hyundai. It's
2: Hyundai. Hyundai, but it's spelled Hyundai. Yeah, I think okay. it's I think it's Hyundai. You always get hung up on this one. Right, well, so do you. You're don't you don't look all that. Well, I say Hyundai every single time. That doesn't
0: mean it's right, is
2: my point. It's Kaya.
0: It's Kia. The deputy runs a record check on this car, finds that it belongs to someone else. In fact, they notice that there are temporary plates on this, so they run the temporary plates. It's like, well, no, this actually doesn't belong to a Kia. It belongs to a Toyota Tacoma. Ironically, this was right in Tacoma, or near. So... The deputy is paying close attention to this vehicle, and all of a sudden, he sees a woman who gets in and starts to drive off. And as he's learning more about this vehicle, as he's doing the background investigation while tailing this woman, he finds out that the Tacoma Toyo, or Toyota Tacoma, or excuse me, now the Kia, it's confusing, ended up getting stolen at gunpoint by a female suspect. Hmm, Possibly the driver. And then the deputy also learned that just a few days before that, a female driving the vehicle had fled from Lakewood officers who couldn't pursue her due to, say it with us, state law. I said us. you got to get into it. State State law. law. Even Duncan, we should probably mic him up at some point. He did it. And so the undercover deputy called for a marked patrol car to help assist in an arrest. They end up getting her pulled over. She gets out of the Kia. She runs away. All of this is going on. Finally, they make an arrest. But during all of this, the suspect, they say, actually went after the deputies, assaulted the deputies. But ultimately, they make the arrest and they book this woman, 27-year-old suspect, into jail. Now, guess what happened when this person got in front of a judge? Any,
2: any guesses? Set a low bond.
0: Mm, keep going down,
2: down, down, down. Uh, dismiss charges? No, go back up. You're in the uh, general area.
0: Released on her own personal recognizance.
2: Real- Meaning no
0: bail at all. So I was pretty close. I said you were in the ballpark. I mean, it, someone would have connected when I said go a little bit lower and you went directly to just didn't charge. But, uh, you know, okay. It's early in the show. Excuse me or for late being in pessimistic. The show, depending on when people are listening, yeah, I am not. <laughs> I am not gonna go that far. The judge is all like, "Yeah, I mean, sure, I could just throw out the charges now." Because let's be honest, she's not gonna go to jail or anything. She was released on her own personal recognizance, no bail. This is someone who allegedly assaulted a deputy. This is someone who allegedly stole a vehicle at gunpoint and fled from Lakewood police officers, and she is released on personal recognizance. Don't have the judge's name yet. When I get it, you will know. Because it's important to call this out. It's important to tell people what is happening. Part of the reason why I wrote my book, What's Killing America? Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities, published by Center Street. A real publisher, someone on Facebook said, I heard it was a real publisher. It's not self-published and you got paid and everything. That's a good listener. Part of the reason why I wrote that book was there are so many crimes and other issues just hitting our quality of life that is avoidable because I can point to specific policy that is responsible for the ill effect, whatever it happens to be. In this case, we're talking about crime. I can point to an ideological belief. I can point to a strategy that is being implemented here in Washington state by the radical left. And if I can point to that and say that's why this is happening, well, guess what? It means the this is happening is avoidable. And too few people realize that. No one really pays that close attention. You guys do because you listen to this show. I obviously do because I get paid to do this. I get paid to read the news and follow all these things. But the average person, including let's be honest about the the person listening right now, do you listen to all three hours every single day? No, I, I would argue that that's very selfish, but I understand that you have lives. You've got kids. You've got family that you have to take care of. You have a life. Sometimes you don't want to hear the news at all. You just want to watch a movie. And so you're not getting all the information, and you're someone who is relatively well-versed. Imagine the average person who doesn't listen to radio, doesn't read newspapers, not that we have any good ones here, doesn't read great blogs like KTTH.com, doesn't watch much TV. Maybe they'll catch... The nightly news on their station of choice, the 30-minute newscast. Does the newscast, any newscast, any of them, ironically as I'm watching video that I gave Fox News suddenly (laughs) appear on television, do, do you see any newscast directly connecting the dots? Saying, this happened because of this. No, we do not. And so I wrote this book to help connect the dots. In large part, that's why I wrote this book. Again, it's called What's Killing America. It's for pre-sale right now. It comes out actually in 26 days. Did you know that? I did know that. Or I guess 27 days. It's September 26 is when it comes out. You're eager. It's okay. I got good news today. I set – so we have – and again, all the context of everything that I've learned is almost nothing. I know nothing about the whole business, and I'm now in it. We set a goal of how many books to sell week one. And as I've said on this show before, pre-sales up until the end of the first week all count as first week sales. So if I sell one today, it counts on just for the first week of total sales. And so we have our internal goal at the end of that week. But during pre-sales, I set my own goal to which my editor laughed at me, said, you don't know what it is you're talking about, do you? Where'd you get that number from? I said, I don't know. It seems good. We are very close to hitting that. I got a text this morning from my editor, Alex, who apologized for questioning me. He said, you're more committed to this than anybody else. And then I said, give me some names. Who are the other authors that you're throwing under the bus? And have you ever done that about me to them? And he just gave me a smiley face emoji. So I don't really know what he was saying there. However, we are very, very, very close to hitting our pre-sale goal. And we're not even in the month yet in which it is released. So I would really appreciate it if you would go to Amazon or you can go online to Walmart.com if that's where you like to shop for books or Barnes & Noble. For those of you who dare target, pre-order What's Killing America. Boost my ego, my bank account, but really also... You're making sure that people get access to all of this information, including you, because I guarantee you there are folks who are listening right now who haven't fully connected dots on a lot of issues. And if you've already purchased a book, buy an extra one for a liberal friend, give it to them, and watch their heads explode. Don't you want to do that? I sometimes. I would be interested in that. Some people I'm waiting to give some books to. Nice little note. You're going to give out books? Only if it means I can revel in their anger that I gave them the book. That's worth the 26 you know the people, 99 or whatever? You know the people who are jealous that I wrote the book? You know, Yeah. Okay. The ones who not happy, I'm giving them books.
2: Wow. Personalized and everything. Oh, that's a really nice touch. Yeah. How I generous, mean, it how generous of you.
0: Well, it's, it has nothing to do with generous Just to
2: take the fake compliment. Okay, fine. Push the
0: button. What's Trending? Legal. The guy who tried to kidnap a barista by pulling her through the drive-through window. It's drive-through, it's not pull-through. The guy in Auburn. Well, he is getting a pass. He's effectively getting a pass. He got a plea deal of just 50 days in jail and a $500 fine. The guy's name is Matthew Darnell. That is punishment for attempted kidnapping. He had a 12-inch zip tie at the time. Police say that the intent was sexual in nature. And he is getting off with a plea deal. It's a felony harassment conviction, so it's not even attempted kidnapping. The sentence is only 50 days in county jail plus time served. So he spent basically a total of 220 days in jail. He also has to pay this fine of $500 that goes to some program within the king county prosecuting attorney's office now mary ellen stone with the king county sexual assault resource center she spoke with cairo 7 tv and she said what are you doing here what do you think the impact is when you move forward with such a light sentence
3: the message that that Fruity consistently says to victims is what happened to you wasn't important. It says to people who are behaving in this way, not that big of a deal. You're not going to be held accountable.
0: Mary Ellen Stone is 100% correct. That's exactly what this says. Now, the prosecuting attorney's office says, whoa, 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 slow your roll. Understand that this is a sentence based on what the legislators have set. Who's in charge in Olympia? Say it with me, Demo- Democrats. No, get, you got to do it at the same time.
2: Wait, Democrats.
0: When I point, no, hold on. Wait till I point to you, and that's when I want you to do it. Got it? Okay. Okay. Say it with me, Democrat. De- Say it, Democrats. with me.
2: Democrats. Okay, Dem- Democrats. Democrats. That, that's that's who, who. That was that was fun. Yeah? I had fun. Uh, so did I.
0: Democrats are the ones who are responsible. And so he's saying we look at the offender score. The offender score is based, obviously, on the criminal history of the offender. And depending on what that is, depending on what the score is, the amount of time the punishment would go up. Except this is a guy who has no previous criminal history. At least one that we're aware of. I find it hard to believe your first crime is trying to kidnap someone, but okay. Spokesperson Casey McNerthney Spoke with Kyra. It's
1: understandable that people look and say, really, that's what you're bound to by the statewide guidelines. Either way, whether it's attempted kidnapping or whether it's felony harassment, state law outlines that as a class C felony. And and so whichever way there is a conviction, that's the same class.
0: Elections have consequences. If you want to see harsher punishments for truly bad and dangerous people, you have to make better decisions when you mail in that ballot. And beyond that, you have to make sure that you are connecting with friends and neighbors and coworkers who won't report you to HR. for talking about politics and making sure that they understand what's on the line here. You have to do that. Otherwise, we're never going to see any changes, because the people who are in charge right now, the Democrats Democrats. Oh, you were close. The people who are in charge right now, Democrats. Oh my God. the Democrats are the ones who are calling Democrats the shots. Yeah. And I'm not okay with that. And you shouldn't be okay with that either. 1-800-465-8770. Democrats. The... Oh, we're, d- we're done.
2: Oh, sorry. We're done. Democrats. Oh, my God.
0: Our friend and local tax expert, Greg Nunn, at Nunn Better Tax Resolution, he is growing and he is looking for tax specialists... If you're passionate about fighting for taxpayers and you're looking for a job, give Greg Nunn a call. 425-947-1967 or Google N-U-N-N. Nun Better Tax Resolution. back to the Jason ranch Show, 1-800-465-8770 for your text messages, including a text message that just constantly said, Democrats, 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 Senate minority, I almost called them the majority leader. He's no longer the majority leader because Democrats are in control of the Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell had another one of those moments today that was just terrifying. I, I mean, it almost like his face. He looks terrified as he is just kind of freezing up. This is the second time. The last time he did it was back in May. It was at a press conference on the hill. This time he was in Covington, Kentucky. And he was talking with reporters there and they were asking him some questions. He was struggling to hear the questions and not due to it being noisy, he's he's struggling to hear. And he ends up freezing. During an answer for more than 30 seconds, it, it's again, it's just startling. And his staff are at first, they don't know what's happening and they try to help and then they realize, oh, this is happening again. What are my thoughts about what? Running for reelection in 2026. Oh. That's right. And here you can tell something's wrong.
3: Did you hear
1: the question, Senator, running for re-election in 2026?
0: Yes. Now, the reason why the staff member couldn't tell what was really happening, she was to his side. And I don't know if you can tell exactly what's happening at that moment. But obviously looking directly at him as the camera was, so we we're able to see it. And I posted this on my Twitter feed. Clearly something is wrong. He had the look of terror on his face. Did I misread that? Did you see that on his face? 100% right? saw Just that. like terror. It
2: just not, he just wasn't there. Well,
0: no, I think he was, it, it, to me, the face, he may not have been there, but the face, to me, looked like he couldn't move and he was terrified. Of It's almost like I saw a ghost and I'm stuck in t- Like, I can't, it was it, very odd. Yeah. Still going. She all right, just, I'm sorry,
3: you all yeah. to a minute.
0: She just realized what was going on. Now another staff member yeah. comes up. He's not helpful at all. I don't know what he's even there for. Did someone offer him some water or something? Maybe a seat? Just whispering now off mic. Okay. Oh, he's back.
3: Somebody else have a question. Please speak
0: up. Uh, with respect, he, what just happened had nothing to do with him not being able to hear. This is another incredibly alarming incident with Mitch McConnell, and I feel like we should all have a bipartisan moment in this country with all due respect to Mitch McConnell and everyone else I'm about to talk about, because we all age, right? Every single person ages. We age somewhat differently than one another, but some people get old real fast and their body breaks down and their mind breaks down and everything in between breaks down. I don't know what's going on with Mitch McConnell, but we should have bipartisan support to, number one, wish him well, and number two, ask him to resign. Because there is an age or at least a condition one might be in that poses a direct threat to the future of this country. We have too many people who are very, 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 very old in positions of power. It's not just Mitch McConnell, it's Dianne Feinstein, it's Joe Biden. At some point, it's a danger. It's not just mean and almost abusive to the individual to continue to pretend that they're okay in the position that they're in. And I understand that sometimes they're, it's on them that they're just being stubborn. It kind of sounds like that's the case with Dianne Feinstein based on the reporting. I'm assuming that's the case with Mitch McConnell, that he just refuses to acknowledge what all of us see, probably the same thing with Joe Biden. But all of us should at least say there is a time where due to their age or due to something else, they're just clearly not able to serve anymore. That is not a reflection on their career. That is not even a reflection on their politics, right? We're all going to agree more than disagree with Mitch McConnell. Of course, he's the Republican minority leader. And most of us will disagree more than agree with Diane Feinstein or Joe Biden. But I don't want someone who's clearly unable to lead, be in a position to help start wars, help tank the economy, pass laws that no one has even read that impact our lives really deeply. And I mention Joe Biden, of course, because the poll that came out, we've been talking about it all week. A ton of people, including 69% of Democrats, say he's too old for a second term. And I'm willing to bet that if they said if he's too old now, they would say yes as well for the current term. He very clearly is. And what bothers me, because you'll see a lot of Democrats in the media call out Mitch McConnell, and and I think they'll be nice about it, but they'll say it's time for him to move on, and I think that they're right. But then they'll pretend... There's no issues with Joe Biden. They'll pull a George Stephanopoulos. Nikki Haley says, you know, I think it's a a vote for him is a vote for Kamala Harris. He's not going to be able to finish his next term. Excuse me, Nikki. Why did you say that? I don't understand. You don't understand, really? And then you got Corinne Jean-Pierre out there. She was on CNN going so over the top in trying to convince us that Joe Biden is capable I question now whether or not Joe Biden can get out of bed for more than 12 minutes without breaking down and being a non-functioning politician. Listen to the way she talks about him.
3: It is hard for us to keep up with this president.
0: No, it's not. If it is, there's something wrong with you. If you're not able to keep up with this president who needs to go on vacations every weekend— who was absent for the, in almost the entire month of August, if you're unable to keep up with the guy who can't walk up or downstairs without tripping, if you're unable to keep up with the guy who gets confused after a speech on a stage wondering where it is he's supposed to go, if you can't keep up with a guy who cannot finish a thought without getting lost and confused, and everything I just explained, everything I just said it happens at pretty much every single speech that Joe Biden gives or press conference, the three that he does in a given year. If you're not able to keep up with him, you're the problem. You're even more incompetent than he is. You both should resign. Have your Thelma and Louise moment. Don't kill yourselves, obviously, but, you know, drive off into the sunset. Not off a cliff. You, stop giving me that look. Do you know what I meant?
3: It is hard for us to keep up with this president uh, who is constantly, constantly working every day to get things done and making sure constantly. that we Except are delivering for, for the American people. I mean, and that's what and I think and then, that's what matters. I get that's, it. That's what, I get what you're asking me. Do you? But the record matters it too, Jake. Like you do.
0: Doesn't sound like you know what he's asking at all, because he's asking about. The polling that shows the vast majority of Americans, the vast majority of Democrats, think he's too old. And you don't want to have that conversation. But I'm talking
2: about his age and his stamina and his ability to do the job. And you're talking about the record. And I understand why you'd rather talk about the record. But I'm talking about what Americans see when they turn on the TV. And they see, you know, Joe Biden's been in politics since before, literally since before you were born. (laughs) And like he's
3: as we all do. Let's talk about this. And you all talked about this back when we were, uh, when we were, when we were uh, marking oh the one-year uh, anniversary, right, the, uh, of, of the war of in Ukraine, the unprovoked okay. war by Russia. Mm. What did the president oh, do? Unprovoked. He went to Kyiv. And he was there with the the alarms blaring in the back. And people were so impressed that he was able to be there and look strong and represent the 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 American people in Kyiv in a war zone.
0: Oh, was he in danger?
3: And
2: you put him in harm's way. I'm not right? saying he's not able to walk.
3: No but, <laughs> no, but you're saying you're talking about his strength, right? You're talking about how he's looking right now. That
2: is, but, yeah, but, I think like the average but, American male but, but, only lives to be but 77. But <laughs> so
3: Here's the thing, Jay. People saw him and were impressed that he was no, able weren't. to do no, that. that he was weren't. able to be no. there and no. resent no. the American people. No,
0: by the way, if people were truly impressed that he was able to stand up and stay still for more than 13 seconds. Again, that's not a good sign. I'm not impressed that someone can get up. You know what I don't do is someone just walks by me. I go, oh, wow. You don't that's, clap. That's pretty impressive. I didn't know John Curley could walk straight like that, given his age. I've never done that. I've never had that conversation, except just now on the air. And actually, now that I think about it,
2: it is kind of impressive. I mean, but you have to know John to to be impressed by that. Rude. C- Curley catching a couple strays on the show. He does it <laughs> to me on his show all the time. It's fair. This is the kind of
0: overcompensation that you provide when you know that's a losing argument you're about to get into and you just have to just go all in. No one falls for it. No one falls for it. And all he she should do is just sit back and say, you know what, we think he's capable of the job and we're going to stand by his results. The results speak for themselves. I get your concern, but we think the results speak for themselves. And ultimately, it's going to be up to the American people, although given the fact that 69 percent of Democrats don't think he can actually do it, maybe we should try to do something to steal this next election. But I didn't just say that because they'll throw me in jail. So she shouldn't say the last part. Speaking of which, there's this move in New Hampshire to try to keep Donald Trump off of the ballot. And it is it's bombing. There's this activist there whose first name is Corky, which should automatically mean we should not take anything he says seriously. Corky? Really?
2: Not the most serious of first
3: names.
0: (sighs) He's trying to say that Trump is disqualified from running, making the 14th Amendment argument. And today we got a statement or Fox News got a statement from Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, saying... The governor first heard about this effort over the weekend. The governor is not making any attempt or assisting any effort to keep anyone off the ballot. He's not spoken to and has nothing to do with Mr. Corky Mesner's actions. He added in the statement that, quote, providing he follows the same rules as all other candidates, the governor doesn't expect ballot access will be a problem for the former president. So if you're going to try to keep him off the ballot, you're going to have to get state lawmakers involved. And they're like, yeah, no, go away, Corky. We told you we don't take you seriously. Come back with the name. If it's your name Charles, then just say Charles. Don't give me this Corky business. Ugh. What, your nickname is Rusty? Oh, we're definitely not having anything to do with you. Now, this whole 14th Amendment argument is basically... Hey, it says in the constitution if you engage in an insurrection or a rebellion against the government, you can't run for office. Except of course, he did neither of those things. I know that Associated Press and CNN likes to call it an insurrection, and I know like Democrats love to call it an insurrection. He wasn't even charged with that. He's not even been charged with it. So understand It is a foolish wet dream. It's a political wet dream from never Trumpers, from far left activists. And sure, I think probably from some moderate Republicans who don't think that Donald Trump can win. And it's kind of an easy out to get away from some of the drama associated with trying to convince his followers to vote for DeSantis or whomever. But uh, God forbid there was even a serious attempt at taking him off any ballot. Do you know what's going to happen as a result of that? (laughs) You guys lied on the left about BLM and and George Floyd being the example that happens every single day in this country from the hands of police. And there were cities that were under siege for months. People were murdered. Okay. And that was based on a lie. And you're going to tell me you think it's okay that like, my God. And I know anytime anyone points that out, oh, so you're encouraging a civil war? No, I'm saying I'm terrified of what would happen if you were to even attempt to do that. I mean, that's beyond stealing an election. My God. 1-800-465-8770 for your text messages. 1-800-465-8770. You're listening to
3: The Jason Rancho.
0: Welcome back to the Jason Rand Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Burger King, probably the least of the least quality of fast food burger chains, right? They're not
2: good. Probably so, yeah. Burger King's. I wouldn't ne- I wouldn't never voluntarily go there. Yeah. You, you'd go so many other places first. I would even go to Arby's before I would go to Burger okay, King. Okay, I wouldn't go that far.
0: Right? I wouldn't eat at Arby's, i just say I would go to Arby's.
2: They've got to have like, oh I'll
0: have a do you have Diet Coke? Coke Zero? Okay better than going to Burger King. They've been trying to dismiss a lawsuit accusing them of exaggerating the size of its Whoppers. See, everyone who says size matters, size doesn't matter, well, a jury is going to get involved. A judge, Roy Altman, out of Miami said Burger King has to defend against claims that it's deception of whoppers on in-store menu boards mislead reasonable customers, which, they argue, amounts to a breach of contract. Oh my God, I wish I had contract disputes that were as simple as, your burger looks bigger in the, the signs than it actually is in front of me. It's a class action lawsuit, it's 26 pages, filled with people complaining that Their burger was slightly smaller, thus saving them some calories that will ultimately lead to an early death anyway. So they're probably doing you a favor. Other than that, I think it's a brilliant lawsuit. They say that they've been advertising its Whoppers to make them appear approximately 35 percent larger in size and contain more than double the meat than the actual burger. I don't quite understand the math there. It's 35 percent.
2: Larger and double the meat? I can't figure that part out. Well, Is there a responsibility that they have to show the burger as actual size? So it has to be,
0: generally speaking, an accurate or as accurate a reflection as possible. Now, when we're talking about food that is cooked, well, how you cook it, the temperature... In the environment that you are preparing the food, play a role. And I remember this in great detail because some people will remember, and I don't remember the date of this, Subway was sued because they said the bread was not truly 12 inches on a foot long. And the argument that was coming in was that it was of substance. What was the date? 2016. 2016. So, basically, and I can't remember if it was a class action lawsuit, but they basically said, we went to random uh, subways, it was, and we measured, and nonsense. You're promising us a foot long, but this is much smaller. And they ended up settling, but they only settled for $500,000. Now, why might they only settle for $500,000? Because that's probably about how much it would have cost them to continue to pursue well, actually, probably more than that. But this was just a cheap way to to move on because they didn't want the bad press. When they were doing the discovery and as part of sort of all the motions before getting to a place where they finally just said, oh, whatever, just pay these people, leave me alone. They found out that, no, in the vast majority of cases, it actually was a foot long. In the cases where you complained that it wasn't, we were talking less than a quarter of an inch. And they said that can be determinant of the weather outside that when we deliver the bread you know they come in the little like dough rolls and they put them in the uh the oven well we ship them as frozen and their investigation found that they all were exactly the same size the same weight i should say but if you're defrosting them and then putting them in an oven, but let's say you leave them out for an extra two hours or an extra two seconds. All of that goes into how the bread will bake. So it's not really fair to make any sort of claims because they're doing as best as they can in good faith to ensure that it's as close to the footlong that they promise. Now, if you were to look at a Burger King burger on some signage, and I couldn't tell you the last time I even had a a Whopper, but if they're showing you one that is supposed to be close to what you're going to get, and it's just egregiously different. If it's four times the size, right? Okay, that's obviously a scam. It's a breach of what you promised you would give me for my money. If it's close and a reasonable person wouldn't be able to say, like, oh, it's 35% different, this would get tossed or it gets into the territory of here's 500 grand, go away.
2: I mean, are they just talking about the actual advertisements in the restaurant? What, I mean, what if you see a Whopper on a billboard? That's It is supposed – you can look
0: at a billboard and still get a general sense of the scope or the dimensions of the burger. It, if you see a burger on a billboard and it, let's just say it's a Whopper and then you order it and they give you a slider – you're not going to say, oh, well, okay. I mean, it was because there's a big billboard. I guess the slider does look really huge. No, you would say, well, that's clearly a misrepresentation. So, uh, you know, I always love it when people complain about food at fast food joints not being, uh, like, the perfect meal that you're expecting. This, it turns out, is the McDonald's salads. I thought because there was lettuce in it, it would be healthy. And it turns out it's not healthy. So, let me tell you something. You thought the fried chicken salad was going to be healthy. That's what you're telling me. Caesar dressing. That's what what you're telling me. (laughs) The fried chicken salad was going to be... It's healthier than not having any lettuce, I guess. But it's obviously not healthy. These people complain about absolutely everything. And I say this as someone who complains about absolutely everything. My God, you don't want, you look, they're doing you a favor. Seriously, you don't want an extra 35% of whatever's in that Whopper. It's not good for you. How about that? Okay? I just saved you from an early death. I mean, you'll probably still die because you're probably eating two Whoppers now, but you get my point. I'm trying to think of anything good at Burger King, right? Do they have any? What are they known for? I know they're quote unquote known for the Whopper, but I don't think anyone likes it. They had Whoppers.
2: those like $2 like chicken nuggets for a while. Ugh. They were probably made out of horse. Ugh. Don't say that. We'll get sued. No, it's not. It
0: might taste that way, but it's not. 1 800 465 8770 for your text messages. 1 800 465 8770. You are listening to The Jason Rancho.